0: We're in Matthew again, chapter number (coughs) 6. Matthew chapter number 6. We continue studies on the Lord's Prayer. We're trying to get to the bottom of what this means. It's not just words Jesus gave us that are mindlessly repeated. We don't just say it over and over and over again, although it's happened to the Lord's Prayer, strangely enough. But the question was that, that brought the Lord's Prayer into being, Lord, teach us how to pray. Show us how you do that. Teach us how to pray. And so he said, well, here's, here's I will call it a pattern For uh, the real question is how do I get my prayers answered? How do I get my prayers answered? That's the question. And Jesus said, well, you can ask and receive, you can seek and find, you can knock, and it's going to be opened unto you. There, It's possible for you to get your prayers answered if you get certain things straightened out in your mind and the way you think. And we started out with the approach to God. There's a way that we approach God. He says, I want you to say, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. We approach God with a great deal of respect. Yes, he's our father, and he's willing to help us, but we also know he is holy, and we have to approach him with respect. Top priority in your prayers. What's the top priority? Number one priority, the one thing that God looks for is thy kingdom come. So part of the attitude of getting your prayers answered is what do you want? Well, I want the kingdom to come first in my own heart and then into the hearts of others. Whether we do it through the church, which is specifically why the church was created. Going into all the world and preach the gospel. Why? Because we want to spread that kingdom. The top priority, you want to get your prayers answered. It's got to be your top priority. What does the kingdom come? Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. I will be done. We ask ourselves, what does God want? What does God want? And so when we pray, we're going to get a prayers answer. you got to get your mind switched off of what you want. Uh, and volunteer. We talk about volunteering. Go to work for God. Do something for God. God doesn't answer prayers of lazy people. What does God want? And last week... Uh, Levi talked about our daily bread. And not just the stuff we had on our toast this morning, okay? But the physical and spiritual daily needs, the maintenance of our daily soul. God cares for us, and he wants us to have what we need, both physically and spiritually. Remember what God says, man cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So... Uh, we want to get our, how do I get my prayers? That we approach God correctly, make sure in your mind what's right. Number one priority is Thy Kingdom come. We ask the question: What does God want? And we can say to God, and He's quite willing to help us. I need something daily from You. I need yes, daily bread, but I need help every day from God, and God is quite willing to answer that kind of prayer. All right, so we know as the next part, we're in Matthew 6, verse 9. After this manner, therefore pray ye, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And then verse 12, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And so he says, next thing you're going to talk about is forgiveness. And so, we have knowledge. The Bible has taught us about how to be forgiven. And probably uh, the main verse that says it as plainly and clearly as anything is in 1 John. First John, towards the end of your Bible, 1 John 1, 9. It's one you learned as a kid, I would hope, in Sunday school. Learn this by heart. If we confess, 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So to get forgiveness, he says, if we confess. I remember I was talking to a guy once, and I said to him, you have to go to God, and you have to ask God to forgive me. He said, I don't have to do that. I said, Why not? God just forgive me anyway, whether I ask or not. I said, "No, He won't. It's not how it works. You gotta ask God. All right, you gotta admit. That's what He says here: confess. Say, look, we did something wrong, and so we're going to God. I'm sorry, I did something wrong. Will You forgive me? And the answer is yes, always. Yes, always. If you honestly Ask if we confess. Yes, always you'll be forgiven. All right. Now I'm gonna shake you right down to the bottom of your toes. You ready? Ready? Get it? Hang on. All right. Because this, what I'm about to say, is a radical thought. Radical thought. What Jesus gives us when he gives the Lord prayer is what we might call attitudes. Uh, we, there's attitudes here. There's ways that we think when we're praying. We have an attitude, uh, uh, a prayer answering attitude, I'd call it. Right. So if you think a certain way and you have a certain attitude towards prayer and towards God, uh, then God will answer your prayers. You say, say, well, Eric, you just said, yeah, I know what I just said. Now listen to this. Uh, What does this say in the Lord's Prayer? Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Uh Uh-huh. that little word as Jesus had to go put that in as as we forgive our debtors which means forgive me as much as I forgive others how you doing now well, I thought we could have forgiveness for we want. No, that's the attitude of prayer is God, forgive me as much as I forgive others. That is a whole lot different. That's a whole lot different. And so if you come to me and say, Eric, will God always forgive? I'm going to say, well, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins. So I want to get my prayers answered. That's different. That's different. What did he say? Forgive me as much as, or in other words, don't forgive me, you could turn it around, if I don't forgive others. You dare pray that to God. You dare say that to God. Don't forgive me if I don't forgive others. That's what it says. Jesus is trying to get our thinking straightened around on how to get your prayers answered. If I don't forgive others, then don't forgive me. That's what he's saying. So I always tell young couples who are about to be married... There's one thing I'm going to give you that you're going to need more than anything else when you get married. You're going to need this. You can't not have it. You can't not use it. You're going to need it, all right? And that is going to be, you're going to need to forgive. You need to forgive. you got to do it. you got to do it. You can't be married and say, Well, I'm not forgiving you. (laughs) Not if you want to stay married. (laughs) Right? When you get up there and you make a promise, what's the promise? Till death do us part. That's the promise. You make, if you get married in this church, promises for better, for worse, for richer, for poorer sickness and in health till death do us part. And so if you think you're going to accomplish that without forgiveness, you're not. You are not. You are not. You've got to have it. So that's about being married. So the question is why did Jesus say as forgive me Lord as much as I forgive others. Why did he say that? Because if you want to hold a grudge, you want to hold a grudge? All right. Do you want to hold a grudge? Do you want to have people who refuse to reconcile? We refuse to reconcile. If you want to live your life that way, if you want to hold grudges, and if you want to refuse to reconcile with people for whatever reason, then don't expect God to answer your prayers. You're not going to do it. He said it right there. So you say, well, I want my prayers answered. Well, fix it. That's what Jesus is saying. You got an attitude. Towards being your prayers answered, you gotta fix what's wrong down here. I love what Peter says, because Peter, I like Peter. First Peter. First Peter. You look over in the back of your Bible, First Peter chapter 3. This is a guy who knows what's going on. I think it's, I don't wanna say hilarious, but I do think, I think it's pretty funny. <laughs> That Peter is supposed to be the first pope. Right? Catholics say Peter is the first pope. He didn't know he was. (laughs) He didn't know he was. And And the great fact about it is he was a married man. Okay? He was a married man. And so he understands what it's like to be married. And what can happen in a relationship between a husband and a wife Chapter 3 of 1 Peter, verse 7. Likewise, you husbands, dwell with them, your wives, according to knowledge, give honor to the wife as to the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together of the grace of life. Why? That your prayers be not hindered. He said, if you're not gonna get along with your wife, then it's going to hinder your prayers. So you got to get along. you got to work it out. You can't leave it like it is. You can't hold that grudge. You've got to work it out. And he says right here the same thing that Jesus is saying. Forgive me as much as I forgive others. Uh, That's a daring thing to pray. That's what the Lord's prayer is. And Peter said the reason is if you're going to be at odds with your wife... Your prayers are not going to get answered. So the Bible's pretty clear about it. It says it pretty clearly. Uh, If you want your prayers answered, you cannot hold a grudge. So there's the attitude that comes to God and says, and the attitude is part of praying the right way to get your prayers answered. If you're going to be hard to get along with it. All right you're going to be hard to get along with. Uh it's not going to go well for you. Look at Matthew now. Back in Matthew 6. Matthew 6. Jesus knows what he's talking about when he says this in the prayer He says, I got him with that one. (laughs) I got him with that one. All right, look at it. Chapter 6 of Matthew, we were looking at verse 12. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, power, and the glory forever. Amen. If you forgive men their trespasses, your Heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. I can't change that. It's as clear as the nose on your face. It's as plain as can be. If you're going to hold a grudge, don't expect God to forgive you. Jesus said it, not me. He said, But Eric, you said right in the beginning that if we confess, yeah, if we confess our sins, and sometimes our sin is what's between us and the other person that we refuse to get along with. And he says, So if you want it. To work, you got to think about it. Look at how Jesus described it. Chapter 5 of Matthew, back a page. Chapter 5. Here's the way to look at trouble between people. All right, chapter 5, Matthew 22. I say unto you that whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of judgment. Whosoever will say to his brother Raka, which is, you're a fool, shall be in danger of the council. Whosoever shall say thou fool shall be in danger of hell fire. It seems that God's quite sure that if you're not going to get along with people, if you're going to accuse people and be argumentative, he says, you better get ready. Verse 23, therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar, remember thy brother has aught against thee. Leave there thy gift before the altar. Go the way. First be reconciled to thy brother, and then come and offer thy gift. You're going to go pray to God. Here I am, God. He said, take care of the other business first. You've got a problem with somebody, you've got to go take care of that first. Don't come to me first. Go to them first then come back to me then i can listen to your prayers then i can answer your prayers but if you're going to hold a grudge and hang on to it for as long as you feel like it then don't come to me first, he says. Go fix it first. 25. Agree with thine adversary quickly, while thou art in the way with him, lest at any time the adversary deliver thee to the judge, judge to deliver to the officer, thou be cast in prison. Verily I say unto thee, thou shalt by no means come out thence so thou hast paid the uttermost farthing. If you intend to argue, and you love to argue, he said, it's going to get you in a lot of trouble a lot of trouble. He said, you'll be walking with somebody down the road, and you start to argue, and you keep it up, and you keep it up, and he goes to the judge. The judge says, you're in prison, and there you are, sitting there, because you couldn't stop arguing. He said, you're going to have to learn to stop arguing, he says, it's going to, you pay the last uh, price. It'll get you lots of pain and sorrow, If you don't stop it, all right? So go fix it before the time comes when you come to me. So you want to know what do I think? I think that God answers the prayers of people who keep peace among themselves to the best of their ability. Who will do anything. And I... I, I, Going to say, unfortunately, some people will not reconcile. They just won't. They just won't. Nothing has been more of a weight on me as a pastor for the last 32 years than that one fact. There are people who will not be reconciled. They won't. Right. What are you gonna to say to them? I don't know what to say to them. I've written letters and begged them, pleaded with them. Go visit them, and say, please, please, let's work it out. No. They won't. And I know that there are people who have been in that situation and they tried. They tried. And it wouldn't happen because there's somebody who refused. You want your prayers answered. That's a very powerful statement. So you're going to pray to God with, here's my attitude. God, forgive me as much as I forgive everybody else. That means you better forgive everybody, everything. Because you need everything forgiven by God, right? You got it all figured out where you think there's something you don't need forgiven? ha, <laughs> no. So It's a very radical verse with a tremendous uh, transforming power. You say, well, I want to be able to pray and get my prayers answered. Then keep yourself right with other people. Make sure you figure out how to do it. It is not easy. It is not easy. There are some people who love to argue (laughs) There are some people who love to complain. Some people who love to argue. There's those kind of people all around. And there are people, and I say this uh, because I live there, who in church were trained to argue. They were trained by pastors to argue. And they went to church where everybody argued all the time. They were always arguing. I grew up in something similar to that. I remember I was on a board meeting, and somebody said we needed a new paper towel holder in the bathroom. So I said, well, that's easy. Go get one and put it in. They argued about it for 25 minutes. <laughs> I kept track. I kept track. I'm thinking, hey, really gonna argue just go get one and put it in. Oh, no, Well, we might want this one. No, no, we don't. We want this one. And they learn to argue right there in church. And shame on them. And shame on the pastors who encourage that and allow that to go on. We are not here to argue. If we want to get God's business done. And we take, care, take it with each other. We are not going to hold a grudge. We are not we're going to take it to heart. We're going, not ever going to refuse to reconcile. we got to get it right. So now let me ask you, do you want your prayers answered? <laughs> I do. I still do. I want that. I want to be able to say, God, God, here's something I really am asking you for. And I want him to say, yeah, you got it right. And I'm willing to give you what you asked for. That means I got to keep it right with everybody else. So, the powerful prayer gets this prayer answered is the one who is at peace with the world. And we keep being told that all through the Bible be at peace with people, be at ease with people. Let's have no stress. Let's get along, not argue. And we can do that, and we can get our prayers answered. Get, business done for God. So it's one of the most penetrating parts of the Lord's prayer. Well, how bad do you want it? You want this? How bad do you want it? And make sure whatever's between you and whoever else, of course I say marriages because they're closest together all the time, right? <laughs> Can't, can't get out of the house. He's not getting out of. The houses, you, this, you live here. You better get over it. You better learn to get along. Right? It's important. So <clears throat> that's a pretty radical thing to say. That your attitude when you approach God is God only forgive me as much as I've forgiven others. I need. I need all your forgiveness, soul. I got to make sure I forgive everybody. And sometimes I got to say, there's nothing you can do to make it right. There's nothing you can do to reconcile. But you can still forgive in your heart. You can still forgive. You can say, I'm not holding a grudge. We still forgive. All right? That's not easy. No, no. Now the Lord's Prayer is a whole lot different, isn't it? It's okay. It gets down where we live, doesn't it? Jesus has a way. Getting right in your heart where you live. Find out where you live, how you behave, and how you want your prayers answered. This is what I expect of you. All right? That's not an easy lesson. That's one, though, that'll make it work for you if you get it together. Thank you.